With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. 
Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Festivani. And welcome everybody to Keep It Magic. Of course, I'm Storm Festivani because I'm a dude. And that's Jackie Smith right here. She's right here. So, <laughs> Welcome to Keep It Magic. Make sure that you go over and visit our uh, sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. Also, while you're at Coventry Creations, Jackie is going to be talking about um, the Akashic Records today. You can get an Akashic Records reading from Jackie over there at coventrycreations.com, so make sure that you check that out. And also go to stormsestivani.com, which is my website. In our website, Jackie and my website, and Patty's website, who's Jackie's sister, and all of our other friends and family, cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com and uh, check out all of the wonderful articles. Um, We have new ones that are going up sometime next week, so you will definitely want to go and uh, check that out. So, Jackie, have you Mm -hmm. seen Facebook lately? (laughs) There is no Facebook for me right now. Facebook is not existing in my world at this moment. I just have to say, last night, I, di- I didn't watch the debate, um, but I was logging on to, uh, to Facebook to post an article that I wrote, and uh, while I was posting the article, I couldn't help but see my feed, and the people on the left were saying one thing, and the people on the right were saying something else, and people were saying, it's clear now, Obama's going down, and then the on the other side... Were they watching two different debates? Yeah. I I, I can't do it anymore, Storm. I'm done. I'm I'm done, 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 done. The debate was on at the restaurant that I was at. Actually, I was having fun talking some magical stuff with some folks. That was just way more fun than a debate Um, because we were inspiring each other. And um, I'm 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 done. I can't I, I can't stand it. I'm Sunday. Sunday. This is the first Sunday that I did not have to go anywhere or do anything. And I was going to go to the store, and I had some plans, but there was nothing pressing. There was no emergency, nothing. So I went, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to lay on my couch and read some some brain candy romance novels and not care. Uh-huh. And I'm not even kidding you, every two hours there was a knock at the door for campaigners. Oh, my God. And... Um, I was. I, I already had. I already know who I'm going to vote for, and so I, I went to the door and I said, "Oh, thank you so much. I'm not undecided. I know who I'm going to vote for, so I'm going to let you keep your literature because I know how expensive it is. Thanks so much for coming by. You have a great day. You have a beautiful day out there to campaign in." <laughs> and one of them is my friend who who came to the door, and I was uh, appreciative of seeing him, and and he was. Um, he, he was being silly, and he's campaigning for um, school board, and and that's fine. Um, but it was like the, I'm I'm just getting all comfy, falling asleep on the couch, because this is I never do this. I never get a chance to just sit on the couch. The house is quiet. There's nobody around, and it's just me. I'm all by myself, and um, I was about to kill people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then I look on Facebook and. 
between last night and all this other stuff, and it was like literally pages and pages and pages of my feed. I was looking for something non-political this morning to say hey about. Mm-hmm. And so instead I just I got into Facebook today, and I said, la, 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 I can't hear you, it's politics, la, 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 la. Well, you know what I have figured out about this whole thing? Huh. It's guilt-free unfriending. In many ways. I could In many that, ways. Yeah. It's guilt-free unfriending because you look at that and you say, well, there are some people that I'm kind of shocked. Um, you know, when you see them saying certain things and, um, you know, when I see what I thought were sound-thinking people instantly overnight becoming birthers, it was really bizarre to me, the whole – I mean, it, it was, like, really odd. But what I did notice, Jackie, and I think that this has been the case for both of us um, – we really don't have a horse in this race. Um, we know who we're going to vote for. We've made our choice and our decision to vote for. Um, and um, we're going to vote and, you know, do our um, civic duty to go and vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not real impressed with either of them. I think it's just the same old, same old. And if I'm going to change my life, it's going to be up to me, not up to some politician. Um, right. So, So basically, the clarity that you start to get when you look at this insanity through those eyes, is amazing. Yes, and and what it is is it's um, all of our fears. And I was talking about this with my um, um, Motor City Magnolias this morning. I love the Motor City Magnolia, and um, which is a group of women. I, I hope they like the name. <laughs> oh no, I haven't told them it's our official name yet. Oh, okay. Don't know that. Um, and um, I. Um, I, as we were talking about things, and I was listening to them, and, and we we're chatting about how this is the outlet for all those fears that we have—the fears um, that um, the people on the left, the, especially the women on the left, have about our, our um, reproductive rights being taken away. The fears that um, these folks on the right have about, um, you know, they're going to redistribute our wealth that I don't have, or. I mean, one of the things that um, my accountant said to me is like, well, just just so you know, because you're in business and you have a lot of deductions, you're pretty much at the same rate that Mitt Romney is. So we're at the 13% rate for our taxes. And I looked at Phoenix and go, oh, does that mean we have to vote for him? And and my husband has um, news and politics on all the time, and so – Sometimes some mornings I'm like I can't I can't do it I need to put on music or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel or something because I just Charmed put on Charmed because I can't I can't do sometimes I just can't do the politics in the morning because it gets me too riled up because guess what you know when when um someone asked me you know my kid or not my kid somebody else, my daughter's friend said well what is politics I said really politics is is how you're going to spin the facts? Are you going to rearrange the math so that you get to the top of the pile? That's it. That's all it is. How, how are you going to rearrange the the data? And I, and I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And and this whole this whole moving into Scorpio. And what did you do to me, Storm? What have you done to me? I could care less about the sun moving into another sign up until I met you. And now you've warned me. I've paid attention. I have someone to ask about this. I say, Storm, what's this all about? You go, oh, it's because the sun moved into Scorpio. I'm like, oh, why does it affect me now when it hasn't affected me in the past? Well, well, I blame it, you. 
it's interesting, and I actually want to talk a little bit about the sun moving into Scorpio a bit. But first, I want to give you a scenario just so that you can imagine this. I talked last week about Mercury retrograde, and the last time that we had a Mercury retrograde on Election Day, what happened? Uh huh. Um, and of course, that was Election 2000, and we didn't know who the president was for like a hundred, you know, uh, 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 like um, a week. Yeah, a period. Because, because um, no, Gore, it was 38 days. Was it? Because Gore conceded. 38 days later, yeah. Yeah. So basically, there was no Facebook then. Could you imagine the Facebook riots that are going to break out if this is a protracted election? To, I just so you know, if, if the people who are listening that follow me on Facebook, I'm going to hoot. I'm going to do some hoot sweet stuff with that, so I don't actually have to look at it. So maybe maybe I'll Twitter instead of that. Could, but listen. It'll be just as bad on Twitter. I promise that I'm not going to go political crazy after all this. I'm going to I tell you what, I'll keep my politics to myself on Facebook and mm-hmm. I'll just post inspirational things and funny things and pictures of me riding a broom. Okay. okay. Do you have a broom we can get a picture of you riding? Um that's that's after the show. We okay. ha- we got in a bunch of new brooms at the Candlewick shop. Beautiful handmade brooms and um I'm all dressed up today in um in uh, contemporary which you wear, um, and I'm gonna take some pictures with brooms, <laughs> so you'll have new pictures. Yeah, that'll be fascinating. Absolutely, it will. Are you kidding me? So it's gonna be fun. Anyway, the sun has moved into the sign of Scorpio. Yes, and Lord help me. We didn't because oh, last um, week's uh, show with Sepak, I didn't get to talk about it enormously. Um, but during the week of Scorpio. Either the Shabbat right before, which is, uh, for people that don't know, is a Saturday, or the Shabbat right after, okay, which it would be another Saturday. Okay. Um, we always read the portion of Noah. So it has to do with, you know, the whole Noah Noah's Ark story. And if you think about the particular story, what you had is um, a bunch of people who had basically, you know, turned away from the light that they were, you know, there actually wasn't even a rule book when Noah was around. So they were all, you know, running around doing their own thing, you know. And I can imagine it was probably like completely caveman, you know, hey, get me a piece of meat, boom, you know, uh, type of, uh, of mentality. But uh, Noah was the only righteous individual in his particular generation. And, of course, he builds an ark. And or God tells him to build an ark, and he you know puts his family on the ark and two of every single creature um, on the ark uh, with him, um, so that you know things would continue after the flood and everything was destroyed. And basically, what the um, the flood was was a purging or a purification of um, the particular evil of that particular generation. Now, of course, we got a rainbow after it, which was basically the promise from the light. By the way. The rainbow is seven colors, the seven bottoms, Sephiroth, just for anybody that wants to know. Um, uh, so basically, um, what you had was a purging of that particular type of energy. Now, in the second week of Scorpio, um, we move into a portion that's called Lech Lecha, which means go out from your crazy house and your crazy kin folks and do what I tell you to do. And basically, it begins... Um, the, the part where Abram, you know, eventually becomes Abraham. Um, uh, he adds a Bina to his name. It's Hay. Um, uh, so he, uh, you know, contacts Bina up in the Sephirot and <laughs> gets a new name, you know, which we all do, minus Johanna. 
Um, uh, but basically, what you have, Jackie, during the sign of Scorpio is, first of all, the, the evil, our darkness, our um, dysfunctional ways, which is really the interpretation. You know, the things that we do, basically, to disconnect ourselves from our spirituality and from the light, okay, basically become very, very apparent during the first part of Scorpio, okay? Um and I will tell you, the other day, I was just, I, I was, you know, and I, I should know better, Jackie, because not only am I a Kabbalist, but an astrologer. So basically, um, you know, this heavy energy hits me, and I'm like, what in the heck am I doing this for? You know, I should go and do this, and I should go and do that. And, you know, maybe the thing for me to do here is just, you know, go and counsel people, you know, and, you know, screw the whole world and um, all this other stuff. And I was kind of in this negative place. And then it kind of hit me that we were in the particular sign of Scorpio and that basically what was going on right now was more about me accessing a different level in order to start a new journey with this particular new year, which um, – I'm working, of course, on approval addiction. Um, and what I saw, Jackie, even though that I know better and am working on this every day, that's basically what I was doing. I was needing some form of approval. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was a rough weekend. I mean, I had I had chili cheese fries at least twice. <laughs> and so basically what I was doing is I was taking all my stress and feeding myself with it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, eating like crazy and, um, and going, whatever, whatever. Now, I got myself out of that, and um, I went and I recorded it, because I've been doing Weight Watchers, so I went and recorded everything that I ate. And you get, like, 49 extra points for the week, and let me tell you, I used up every one of them. I think I had, like, uh, one point left. And then I went, well, I did dance for an hour at the Witch's Ball, so then I added that in, so they gave me, like, seven points back. So, (laughs) but it's, um, but basically it is, I'm like I'm I'm seeing myself do it in the middle of it, and I and I have been I've been really stressed. I've absolutely been stressed and um, trying to get some stuff done and, and take care of business and follow through. And it's um, I'm also for myself personally um, reinforcing some cultural shifts mm-hmm. at home and at work. And that's this is I mean it's just been really hard this past week. And even today I was like. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing the show. Forget it. No, but that's not where I went. But I just yeah. was like, I'm not going to be ready. And I went, Wow. Okay. What the hell's going on? You go, Sun and Scorpio. Like, oh. Yeah, the Sun's in Scorpio. I mean, it is just uh, what people are going to see is very intense emotions coming to the surface. Um, uh-huh. uh, yep. a, a spirit of depression, a spirit of anxiety. Um, is this the uh, whole time during Scorpio? Pretty much. Um, there is uh, a reason why Pluto, in the sign of Taurus, which is opposite of uh, of Scorpio, spends 30 years. In the sign of Scorpio, it only spends 12. And basically, according to the Kabbalists, the reason that it only spends 12 years in the sign of Scorpio is we would not be able to handle that much darkness. So, okay, with the sun and Scorpio, because most of the time we talk about different aspects. We don't talk about the sun aspects. Uh-huh. I think this is really one of the first times we talk about re- using the sun aspect and how deeply we're affected by it. The sun's position, yeah. Well, basically what what, what you have is is that we have 12 different phases of life, okay, um, that correspond to the 12, of course, signs of the zodiac. And the sun goes through 
30 degrees of a particular sign over the period of a month. During that particular window, we're, a certain, certain issues are basically going to rise to the surface. Um, for example, we did talk about it a little bit in when the sun was in Cancer, you know, in regards to the sun in, at the last part of Cancer and at the beginning part of Leo is the negative three weeks because okay. there's way too much light, okay, um, because the sun moves into its own sign of Leo. So there's way too much light and people become dramatic and, they, you know, they escalate things and it's hot and unbearable and, mm-hmm. you know, we're all running around like crazy. Um when the sun goes into Virgo, okay, is when we start the particular process of Teshuvah, um, the house cleaning period. Virgo's about cleaning things up, analyzing, um, taking a look at something. When we move into Libra, okay, it's about reaching out to others and developing some form of a harmony, basically, in regards to our life, which is why, you know, usually when the sun is in Libra, it's kind of a, a good time. The kids are going back to school. We're all happier. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that there's a lot of different factors that are going on there, but we're all happier, you know, the summer is over, it's going to be cool again, you know, we can eat these wonderful little, you know, um, uh, apple cider donuts and, you know, eat uh, apples and pip pumpkins and things of that nature, and then it moves into Scorpio. And we just want to be Eeyores. Yeah, and and it, and it's probably not by coincidence, Jackie, that the next sign is the sign of miracles because you probably need one after Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so so in the in the spirit of how we've worked with the astrology before, is that okay? So your dark side's coming out. You're finding your own personal. You're seeing your own personal sabotage. Mm-hmm. But it is the greatest opportunity because it is the darkest sign of the zodiac, okay? It is the greatest opportunity. The more that you resist that darkness, Jackie, the more light you're going to be able to um, to receive. And here's an example. If you go into a stadium, a big, huge, gigantic stadium, and the lights are off completely, it's pitch dark, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is one person lighting a lighter, and that place will light up. One person. Mm-hmm. So with that particular amount of darkness, Okay, and what I mean by darkness is more our self-defeating behaviors, you know, spirits of, of depression. Uh, you, you know, we need these things because if we didn't have them, we really wouldn't grow. If you don't become depressed, you won't figure out where in your life that it's not working right. Um, uh, Conversations that I've been having with folks right now when we talk about um, the dark side of things. Well, I was just talking about last night. Um, so I had two clients in a row um, who came to me with, well, the first one, as I was doing a session with her on the Akashic Records, um, the mothers came to me, mm-hmm. wanting to talk to me about, and I'm like, who are the mothers? And so I'm I'm seeing them in this one light. And then I had another client the next day uh, from a different part of the country, unrelated to the first client, say, I'm really concerned about um, the mothers. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> Jackie is off and who the hell are the mothers? Right, so so I did a little did a little call out shout out to to my different people that I work with on talk to on, on a spiritual basis, including you. And um, what I found is that the mothers and and it was fascinating because there's they're in African traditions, they're in Native American traditions, they are talked about as the hags or the mothers in different um, uh, Western European tradition. There's a version of the mothers in the Eastern European tradition, and then talking to Storm who is on the line with me right now on this show, there is the Kabbalistic version of the mothers. Yeah. 
And and Lilith is anchored in with that because I kept saying, the mothers are really related to Lilith, aren't they? So, well, in the conversation I had last night was um, the fears around the mothers and how it's not something they bring to, that that you are told early in your training. And so we were having a conversation about that. I said, well, I think there's a reason that you don't really get the, the the bigger information on the mothers or on the negative side or the dark side because um, the dark side is where you grow mm-hmm. and you don't understand it. Dark side is really where a lot of your power is. That's where the power of growth is. As you say before, it's the darkness um, that allows the plant to regenerate, to mm-hmm. to strengthen, to then grow again the next yeah. day. So you have to have the dark to have growth. Yeah. And so, um, but also this is where you learn about your ego and you learn about uh, your dark side is where you where you learn um, about your boundaries, where you learn what is important to you. The dark side reminds you, oh, this is dangerous. You know, your ego lives on the dark side. And the ego tells you you're in trouble, you're in danger. It protects you. So it, the ego's job is to keep you from feeling pain. Uh-huh. So and that lives in the dark side. So it's just um, we we tend to say the dark side is not for us. Uh, forget it. We only want to live in the light. No, 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 no. But there, you have to have balance. Well, even many of the um, I don't even know how I'm. I'll just say it the way that I feel to say it. Um, in many of the gynocentric idealisms you know, that are really kind of uh, feminine-based, I still don't see it as a natural feminine type of uh, of energy. Natural feminine type of energy is about growing. It's about emotions. It's about uh, harvesting and um, all of those particular, um, you, you know, um, tilling the fields. Um, that's all feminine. Um uh, we live in a very, very masculine-oriented world, which has to do with um, the individual um, and has to do with uh, individual spirit and individual purpose. And in many ways, Jackie, we've kind of taken those dark images because we now see those things that are feminine in many ways as very, very dark. Um, and it's why that they've been stripped out of Bibles, they've been stripped out of... Um, uh, pretty much everything. I mean, it took Mary um, uh, until 1942 to get into heaven. The right. Pope wouldn't let her in until 1942. And I'm like, how can the Pope decide who the hell is going to kind of move in? Okay. So basically, you know, what you see with 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 much of the gynocentric movements is that it's gynocentric or gynocentricism based on the patriarchy. Um, uh, and I think that you're absolutely right. I think that getting in touch with these deeper um, images um, and these uh, uh, figures that have been banished and redeeming them in some way, like the redeeming of the Medusa. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you look at the, you know, the, the, um, uh, the Gorgons were three mothers. You know, they were another version of the mothers. Um, um, and the Medusa, of course, was the most famous one. And what was the only way, Jackie, that Perseus could kill the Medusa? Show her own reflection. He had to see his own reflection. Oh. He had to look in the shield. And what do you see when you look in the mirror? Yourself. Thank you. So um, that is, 
so so back to the um Scorpio sun and scorpio which is the the sun has gone into the the darkest sign so your own personal sun your own personal yeah. identity it's a battleground yeah is a, yeah it becomes a battleground it becomes you become very challenged who are you what is your identity how are what and, but i also look at it as one more step is who do you want to be to create this change in your life yeah who do you want to who do you need to be um, what are the things that are no longer serving you? And that's and that and and for me, it's been a big fat mirror looking at me the past couple of days of how I'm just I run my life at ninety nine percent. Yeah. So if I get if I get that extra one or two percent, I'm tapped out. I and, can't function anymore. And the thing here is, is that the, the great thing about Scorpio, um, is that the poison, okay, rises to the surface in order for us to be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's usually not that pretty, you know, because we've, you know, slayed a dragon or two and, uh, you know, had, had a battle with the Medusa. Right. <laughs> so you, you know, conquered Cali. You know? <laughs> so here's my question for you. Um, do you, does one, not you specifically, but does one tend to experience the the shadow of it or the beginnings of it before it actually happens. Yes. So that's normal. Yes. Because that's how my life works. Energy starts to come in way before it. It's you know it, I find it hilarious, Jackie, when people will say, you know, that they will, if, you know, they have smittering of knowledge about astrology, and they will call up and they'll say, oh, you know, tomorrow I have Pluto sitting on top of my Venus. Okay, Pluto is an outer transit. Is an outer planet, okay? It takes a long time to move through a sign, okay? And it starts to do its work about 10 degrees before it's at, or where it's at, okay? So by the time usually he got to that Venus, it's done, whatever he's done. <laughs> you know, he's like, now you just have to deal with the mess of the whole thing. Um, Interesting. So, so let's go back for a second. Sure. So by the time it actually reaches that aspect, that, that opposition, that square, that trine, that, that whatever... Um, by the time it reaches it, it's already been at its. It's already built. It's at its pinnacle. Now it's receiving. What I use, what you usually see, Jackie, is this. It'll go direct over the planet. Okay, and that's when whatever event is going to happen is going to happen. Then it's going to retrograde back over the planet, which means that that's the review period, okay? Um, Usually the dealing and the grieving, you know, because even if you break up with somebody, you know, uh, today, okay, you may not necessarily deal with that if it's an outer planetary breakup, okay, for maybe six months from now. It may be the point where you actually realize, you know, you're not in that relationship anymore. And then when Pluto moves forward again, that's basically where, you know, the, the limb has been completely amputated and, you know, um, uh, and or whatever the situation that you've been holding on to that isn't working anymore has been amputated. And now you can continue to move forward with more of a structure and more of a foundation of who you are as an individual in most cases. Okay, so um, you said something I forgot what what you just said. Never mind. I was going to go back, but never mind. We'll just keep going the forward. The review period. Yes. Well, yeah. No, we're good because okay. actually we're at a point where we have to take a break. Now, right? Yeah, we have to take a break, and I got hot new music from Enrique. Love it. Uh, we got some new it. Enrique Iglesias. But while we're listening to Enrique, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Don't touch that dial. You know I'm gonna get you 
<laughs> I'm, you know, Rebecca and I would have fun. <laughs> so she'd smack you. So what was with on the beginning of the show when you're like, I'm the dude? What was I'm that? I'm the dude. What's, what was that about? Because you're the girl. I'm the dude. Oh. I don't know. Maybe because we were playing all this dude music. I needed. I figured, you know, we play a lot of female musicians because we both like vocalists. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, maybe it's just Masculine Day because we have another dude song coming up, too. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, it's like, it's like Dude Day, you know. Oh, um, by the way, after the show last week, um, the the my blog post that's on Keep It Magic with all the candles and the different spells and stuff we were talking about for working with your spirit guides is up on keepitmagic.com. So go check that out. And also, I just want to throw this out there just so that people know. If you're looking to get Halloween-oriented candles, like the Day of the Dead candles or the Ghost candles or the Wicked Witch Mojo candles or the Wicked the Witch, the Witch's Brew candle line, make sure that you get them, I would say, by tomorrow with the latest over at CoventryCreations.com to make sure that you get them to you by next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, so yep. cruise on over, of course, to CoventryCreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, no matter what that problem is, we have a candle for that. So check that out. Um, Jackie, you have a new book coming out. I know. We just put it in. We just uh, it's at the it's at the editors um, with the publisher over at Red Wheel Wiser. So they're reviewing the first draft, and it's called um, the working title is called DIY Akashic Wisdom. So do it yourself, Akashic Wisdom. And because the the premise of the book is that they're your Akashic Records, go get them. Uh-huh. You can do a lot of healing work and magical work and personal um, evolutionary work in your in your Akashic Records. It's it's just I'm, I I haven't actually found anything that I haven't been able to affect or work with in my Akashic Records. And um, yeah, I mean it, it doesn't solve every one of my problems, but I can find some core stuff. I can find the things that are bothering me. And I actually combine it to do magic, too. Now, Jackie, how does somebody know if they're working in their Akashic Records? Um, I think a lot more people are working in their Akashic Records than they know. And mm-hmm. um, and, and in other Akashic Record books and other teachers, they have you go through the whole series of meditations and connections and this and that and and this very, very sacred space. I think we get into our Akashic Records a lot. I think this is a source of inspiration. I think um, in meditation or in intense creative moments, you're downloading it. You're really bringing, bringing that into your life. Um, I think a lot of readers use the Akashic Records because they see, okay, to me the difference between just being psychic or, or going into the Akashic Records is when you get into the Akashic Records, you're not just reading what's going on on the outside of somebody, you're not just reading the, uh-huh. the, um, you know, and he's going to have blue eyes, and he's gonna, his name is going to be Joe, and this. And that. When you go into the Akashic Records, you're getting information like, all right, now you have this guy coming into your life, you have an intense karmic connection with, but you also have these other blocks of of why you haven't met this person because your your paths have crossed many times and you don't even know it. Blah 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 blah. So you get into the why, you get into the block, you get into the healing aspect of it. And um, so when you find yourself going deeper and deeper, you're in the Akashic Records and you may not know it. Uh-huh. And, but but the difference is is that once I knew I was in the Akashic Records, I started working with them specifically, and it became a consciousness. 
it just flowed really fast. It flowed a lot faster as a reader. It flowed a lot faster as a magical pr- practitioner. At my own personal de- development, it was. Um, that's the difference. And, and until you really start practicing and consciously going in there, you may not understand that, that that's the difference of what's going on. One of the things that I noticed um, uh, for, um, because I've read the the um, first draft of DIY Akashic Wisdom, um, which is why I know there's a new book, <laughs> and I know it's good. <laughs> One of the things that I noticed in you know reading what Patty and you had written is that in many ways what I do when I work with astrology or an astrology chart um, is very similar to what you talk about in regards to the Akasha. Um, uh, the only difference is that it seems like I have a map of the Akasha in front of me. Um, rather than anything else. And, you you know, I've read bits and parts of your chart um, Mm -hmm. before um, and can go very, very, on a very, very deep level um, uh, when I'm working with that. So I found it very, very fascinating because it is, um, in many ways, you know, a different doorway into that particular realm. Mm -hmm. It it is. It absolutely is. And so um, don't get hung up on the word Akasha. Please don't. It's it's a nice word that... And she's a vampire in the book Queen of the Damned by Anne Rice. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's been a while since I've read that one. So uh, the Akasha or the Akashic Records, it's another name. I mean, there's actually some scholars that are saying that this is a made-up word. This Mm -hmm. is a made-up word from the Spiritism Movement and the Madame Blavatsky period. So it's called God's Book of Remembrances. It's called our souls, the home of our soul or our soul's journey. There's so many names for it. Every um, religion, every person who studies these different religions have talked about um, a place. And we've talked about this quite a bit in the Kabbalah. Your tree of life is your Akashic Records. Everything is in there. And, And so... There's got to be something to it if it's refer- – every time I talk to somebody who studies a religion, they have a reference to it. They have a place. You go, oh, you mean blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yep. Even the, the New Age folks who are studying the shamanism and, and mirroring that into to different, different religions and different um, mm-hmm. modern cultures, um, they, they say, oh, that's, that's the home of the soul or that's – the, the oversoul, or that's this, and like pretty much, yeah, it really is. So, so let's not get hung up on the name. It is, it is the greater place that you come from, that that houses the, your entire history, your soul's entire history, and all the all the touches that you make to other lives, and all the touches that other lives make to yours, and the results of that. Uh-huh. So it's. It's knowing that that's what's going on, and knowing that you can go in and, and adjust things. And this is working with the Akashic Records is when I, where I realized I can change my past. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it exciting? We've both done this in the Akashic Records, where, yeah. where we've actually gone in and changed our past. Just yesterday, uh, Patty came in and she said, "Well, I was doing some work this weekend, and I discovered that there's these energies right here in the office and right by your desk, and it's blocking you from this and that and the other thing." And I was like, hmm, well, let me check on this. Well, I came in yesterday morning, Monday morning, and I said, well, I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm, I have been sabotaging myself all weekend with food and with depressive attitudes. And so I lit an, un- an uncrossing candle on one of my altars. 
And I have to say that on Crossing Candle, the flame was so low, it almost looked like it was just smoldering with no flame. Yeah. And everyone said, it looks like it's about to go out. You want me to fuss with it? And I said, no, I want to watch what happens. And then um, two-thirds of the way through the day, Patty said, well, let's talk about what what I found in the healing work that I did. And she explained to me what she saw. And so we dealt with it. I'm not kidding you. As soon as we dealt with it, the flame went from that tiny smoldering flame because I'm like, we got to test burn some things. This isn't right. This isn't right. I'm, I'm worried about our quality here. But we have spiritual candles. So they all they all respond different. I clear this stuff. I, I it's stuff that was ready to go for me, and that's uh-huh. usually when you find it is when it's ready to go. And um, I, we, Patty and I watched the flame grow on the uncrossing candle. I'm not even kidding you. We sat there and we watched the flame grow and get redder and more intense. How about that? Intense is amazing. And I wish I had a before and after picture. Patty took an after picture. It's like, oh, I wish I had a before. Now, you know, just personally, if I had a Patty that was coming into my office every day and telling me that she did some work and that this is what's going on, I'd probably murder her in her sleep. (laughs) Well, we don't do this every day. We just do it when it's important. So we did we did a lot of work with that, and we we there's a lot of energy that runs through our office, a lot. I mean, yeah. I do this radio show through the office, and we do all we did most of our writing here. So we were really pulling a lot of energy through um, through the akasha in into our office. And what, see, here's a great thing about the akasha: it's not just the place where you go and you know and go have to fix things. Da 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 da. It's not always a dirge when you get yeah. there. Um, you can go and ask to meet your ancestors. You can become very creative. You can um, get inspired. You can look for... The, uh, I had a challenge at my store, which I had someone putting up the grid walls on the wall um, so we can hang hooks and stuff like that. And when they started the job last night, they started hanging them non-level. <laughs> And I said, that's not level. You have to fix it. Take that off the wall and do it again. He goes, oh, I guess I'll go to my car and get my level. And I'm like, oh, my God. Who did I hire? <laughs> your level is in your car, and I'm asking you to hang Gridwell. And I said, I said, why is your level in your car? How are you planning to hang this level? He goes, well, we measure from the ceiling. I said, but I was very clear with you that the ceiling, neither the ceiling nor the floor is level because we're in a basement suite. Yeah, and that's the first thing my dad taught me. When you're hanging stuff, is you do not go off the floor. You don't. You never count on the door jams, the ceilings, or the floors being plumb and level. So, I'm like, wow, and wow, I don't even do this for a living, and I know this. And so, th- they didn't finish the job last night, and I had to go today to look at what they had done, and call them and and arrange some stuff. And I'm driving over to the store from the factory, and I don't. I don't have time for this. I literally want to prep for the show. And I'm praying. (laughs) I said, okay, I'm going to go into the Akashic Records, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to calm everything down, and I'm going to say, please let it be good when I go there. (laughs) Because I might actually blow a blood vessel. I might have a a stroke (laughs) when I go there. (laughs) Because I'm so stressed out. And, um, And then... And then be, I really feel like because last night when I left the the shop because I wasn't going to be I couldn't babysit them I had another appointment that I had uh-huh. to keep and I and I just said okay all right and I said a prayer then and I said I I said that we're going to go into the Akashic Records and I'm going to go talk with my people 
and I'm going to ask you to please, please help them. Help them do a good job. I want them to be proud of the work they did. I want to be proud of the work they did. I want to be able to recommend them. And so I said I did those affirmation, affirming things, but I went into my Akashic Record and did it, uh-huh. meaning that I went into my inner sanctum and I worked there. And so when you can work from your inner sanctum, from the inside out, then you're really anchoring it in. And and then the the next morning I said the same prayers because I was still like, I don't like it when I get that amped up. I don't even like the tone of my voice. I can't even stand listening to myself when I'm that amped up. And um and I got there. I'm like, okay, all right, this this works for me. This works. And it was really okay. This works for me. And then the other thing I said is I need to be able to turn this over to someone. And I was one of my employees was there. Before I said anything, she apologized for um, not seeing it all the way through. And she goes, yeah, I'm looking at this now. I should have just taken this whole thing over and saw it all the way through. And I said, I really appreciate it. Now you can. Ding! <laughs> and so um, hopefully at the end of today we'll, we'll get it run, running. So um, I, I'm I'm really grateful for the folks who, who did the work and it's at a good price. And um, But it was me going into literally going into my Akashic Records and saying, okay, I don't want this to be a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. So Now, um, what do you mean by going into your Akashic Records? Okay, um, you there's there's different versions and meditations et cetera that you that one can do uh-huh. to get into their Akashic records. I have found in the work that I've done, there's a very simple way. It's in your heart. I mean, really, we see the heart as the seat of the soul. Uh-huh. In many cultures, we do, and, and we all talk about our heart centers at place of transformation. So it's really going through your heart center. Go through the heart chakra, and we're going to um, do that. We're going to do a little um, Akashic Record meditation um, in in light of all the spirit work that we've been doing. Now, how do you work with ancestors or spirits or dead beings or um, ghouls and goblins <laughs> and, uh, you know, poltergeists? And, in, in your uh, Akashic Records? Yeah. Okay, so you've named several different types of things. Um, I do work with ancestors and spiritual beings in my Akashic Records. They show up. See, now, one of the things that I talk about is how the Akashic Records are the playgrounds of the gods. Uh-huh. It's the playground of the gods. Of course it is, right? So the it's Akash- like Dora the Explorer? Yeah, in many ways. So so they're already there. They already exist there. This is part of this is part of that great realm. Um, and so calling in um, one of the archangels or calling in a deity or calling in Jesus or calling in these folks a Buddha, it's easy because they're just boom, they're there. It's already their realm that the all that is the akasha, and so. But your ancestors, they're they're still connected to your akashic records, so you uh-huh. can bring in a representation of them and communicate with them. Although they're not there, it's more like they're a hologram um, versus because nobody can go into your akashic records but you. Yeah. Um, I, re- I remember when I was working with Patty with uh, my Akashic Records, and um, you know she's she's doing this meditation with me and stuff like that, and um, I ended up on some weird spaceship <laughs> <laughs> above the planet that could move at will, Jackie, to any location that I wanted it to, mm-hmm. and then um, it had like pillows, and it had like this thing in front of it that was like the tree of life, and these candles that were burning, and she goes, "What kind of candles are they?" I said, "Coventry," or Jackie will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> It was this, this was your Akashic Record room. Yeah. 
So the, your Akashic Record Room is your room of requirement. It's whatever you need it to be in that moment. It will change. Mine has changed. I mean, when I first started going in it, I always thought the you know the big wooden library with the podium and all the books. And I mean, uh-huh. but that's a, that's a lovely safe spot. I mean, I love walking into a library and looking at all those books and going, oh, and they're all mine. You know, so that's empowerment. That's an empowerment moment for me. Now, for you, what you needed is you needed to move quick through this stuff so you didn't have to hang on to it. Uh-huh. And so you can pull in ancestors or even people who are alive a representation of them into your records, but you're safe. They can't harm you. Yeah. So that's that's why, see, people can't just go into your records and, and muck around. Um, uh, the, the keepers will stop you, or they'll undo what you've done, or um, you will feel um, something in your in your own life will start to fall apart because really it ricochets back on you. It's just the way it happens. I've I've had clients try go. Well, I kind of went into so and so's records and started mucking around. I go, yeah. Well, you really didn't. What you're doing is you were mucking around with your connection to that person. Uh-huh. You really can't go into theirs. Um, to do that, they just they just don't let you. It's like it's like me trying to merge into my husband's body. I I can't. <laughs> I can't. We have. Things between us, it, it's called skin. I can't actually be be in his body with my body, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, and, don't and it would probably be easier for him because he has the utensils to merge into yours. I was just going to say, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you you really can't do that within within the records. You're still your own. But even in that in that perverted moment, in that... That sexual moment, you're still your own person. Yeah. You're well, still... some people are. Yeah. Well, you know. Other people, the moment that that happens, they give up themselves, you know. But that's spiritual. <laughs> yeah. That's that spiritual side. So. Yeah, but when they keep giving it up for 25 years <laughs> and running around and being victims in their relationships, you know, that's well, what. And that's, but I'm just saying you can't just go into somebody else's records and someone can't just come into yours. And that's a very important thing to know. Because when you have lived your life unsafe as a victim, you're learning this big karmic lesson, you have to have a place that, that you are 100% safe mm-hmm. spiritually. Um, and so nothing in there can harm you. You can learn from it. You can scare yourself, but really it can't harm you. So, But then that takes me to working with um, spirits that are that are. Har- that are not for your highest good. You're seeing them because they're on their outside of you. They're in your life and they're in your karmic field and all that other stuff. But you can see them through your akashic records. So the energies that I was talking about, they were in my office. Uh-huh. They were demons. Oh my god! So I could see them if I go through my akashic records. I can see how they're affecting my akashic With records. bills above there. Um, might be. I didn't ask their name. Okay, okay. Um, but okay, okay, the term demon to me is not a scary one. Um, because there, once you see a demon, once you name it, once you, whether it's a naming it, it's a real name or just naming it a demon and understanding that energy, it's gone. It, they're cowards. They do not want to hang around. They just, they're more, they're more bark than bite. And um, we like to make them really scary because they they like to scare us. Yeah. 
But when you go, yeah, you got nothing, you got to get out, they go. Especially when you call them the archangels. They take care of business real fast. <laughs> so so that's really what, so if you're seeing um, a disincarnate spirit, which is a ghost, uh-huh. or, um, or a poltergeist, which is also a disincarnate spirit, or something that's um, not for your highest good, you see it in your Akashic Records, you, you call in the appropriate being to help you sort that out. And a lot of times Michael is awesome with disincarnate spirits or, or entities that were never human or things like that. There's an interesting question in the chat room that says, is there such a thing as possession from lower beings into our physical bodies? And another one is being asked or is when we cross over and come back in another life, will we be attached to the family we had while living? Well, there's um, possessions are an agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, like like this time of year, because your energy is lower, because you're dealing with your own dark side, mm-hmm. because you're a little more depressed, um, you're going to listen to the promises that the lower beings, um, the demons or entities are going to make to you. In Kabbalah, we call that the desire to receive for the self alone. Yep. (laughs) They're going to fix things for you without you having to do anything about it. So, yes, there's – and it just might be that you feel so terrible and it might be a glimmer to help you through or you feel a moment of empowerment. Or you feel more depressed and it validates your depression. So – it's it's um it, it's very fascinating how that works. So this this time of year, that's why it, it's so um, uh, spirit possession is so easy. Now there's a difference between channeling and spirit possession, but uh-huh. um, actually in the African traditional faith, it's all called possession, whether it's yeah. the deity possessing you or Uncle Eddie or a, a nasty thing. So I've seen it. I've I've had that happen to me before, where um, a spirit came in trying to possess me, and boy, does that feel horrible um and i was with folks who knew how to deal with it um and so that was it was very quick (laughs) very very quick and i was not pleased with it i just felt very sick um so that's that's one aspect of it but you can work in your akashic records to see what's going on um and clear that and, and bring in guidance and get the right information get the right spiritual help with that and then um the, as far as the family um, lifetimes, there there is there are theories where we call them soul families, uh-huh. where we get born to the same group of people over and over again because we help each other with lessons. Um, now, spirit possession, um, like where a priest is called in, where there's an exorcism, I think that is part of it. I think that um, I've seen some crazy stuff, and I've I've I know what it feels like when um, something was was trying to anchor in on me. Which this is, is why I stay in the house. <laughs> you're missing out on a lot of good shit, though. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you're missing out on a lot of. Well, okay, I don't want to see it either. I just had that happen once, and I didn't. Can you see me, Jackie? Come across one of those people and look at them closely, and immediately reach in my pocket and say, "The power of Christ compels you." And if you do it with enough force, see, okay. Here's what happens, and and this is my theory. Please understand these are my theories in the way yeah. I under, understand how um, how this happens in my perspective. And there are, there are plenty of other perspectives out there. You break the agreement, mm-hmm. 
you break the agreement. You, the person who is possessed is the one who has agreed to it. Then they're the ones who has to break the agreement at the same time. I mean, so so they have to do both sides. And please don't write to us and tell us that you need an exorcism because Jackie and I would have to buy clothes for that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got some new robes in, so we can do all that. Some of them have purple stars all over it. It's awesome. Okay, so. Um, Green horseshoes, yellow moons. Anyway, uh, the the um, so yes, but but the the pre what the priest is doing is the priest is getting into your psyche and uh-huh. empowering and bringing the light into you, so you can break the agreement. A lot of cases in regards to, and here's the thing to uh, realize: number one, movies like The Exorcism and stuff like that. You know, even though it's based on a true story, and um, I. <laughs> Supposedly, never. It's um, never that exciting, just so you know. Yeah, it's just really not that uh, uh, exciting at all. But here is here is the thing that in most cases, when they were doing the exorcism stuff a long time ago, a lot of it was um, schizophrenia. Um, a lot of it was stuff that they didn't have terms for at that particular point, schizoaffective disorder. Um, uh, I, although I do think I've seen people who are schizophrenic, and I ask for guidance on this because um, I'll be interacting with somebody and they're schizophrenic, and I say, okay, so I know that this is what schizophrenia uh, looks like, and then I'll ask, I'll go into the Akashic Records, and I'll say, okay, what do I need to know about this because you've put this person in front of me? And what I do see is sometimes I have seen multiple spirits trying to put, trying to be in the same body at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why? With schizophrenia, here is the interesting thing. If you imagine this just in your head, imagine the psyche as a circle, Jackie, a closed circle. And then imagine the ego, imagine it like a donut, the ego is at the center of that circle. With, a schizoph- with schizophrenia, there's lines within that circle in which the collective bleed into it. And basically the self, without that outer shield or skin or Saturn, mm-hmm. um, uh, the ego can't deal with that and process that information. Yep. So in many ways, you're exactly right. We have to take a break. Jackie okay. will be meditating on the other side, so y'all want to stay with us. Yeah, you do. Ooh, In the meantime, you need to cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com um, and uh, check out all of the wonderful candles that we have there, including my candle line, Storm Sestivani's Tarot Magic. Um, here's Sammy Adams. We'll be back in a flash.
um, uh, which is a Kabbalah-based uh, a Kabbalah-based book. Um, uh, and you know, it was kind of funny because before the show, Jackie was looking at the reviews and she was laughing because somebody put up a negative review just because of the fact that it was called "God Wears Lipstick." <laughs> it was all upset, you know, that the person was <laughs> talking about lipstick. So it's a book that's actually about female spirituality, um, which is often ignored. Uh, a lot in regards to uh, many traditions. Um, so Jackie and I are going to bring that back like Justin Timberlake brought back sexy. Um, right. And then the third book is um, a business book. Oh, surprise, surprise. But it's The Lapsed Anarchist Guide to Being a Great Leader. And so here's here's the reason why we're doing these three. We're going to do some magic stuff because we're all about keep it magic. Uh-huh. We're going to do spiritual development stuff because that's where we want to take you. Um, bring in your magic into a, a, an evolutionary state. But the reason why we're doing business books or leadership books is to give you the oomph, the power, uh-huh. the vision, the the practical application. So we're kind of we're going to be blending these three because that's how we roll. This is how Storm and I go: is that we will we'll, we learn about business stuff, and business stuff affects the spiritual stuff because we're like, oh, okay, let's bring the, bring an order to this and. Let's understand how this works. But then the spiritual stuff helps bring the business stuff to a higher level. And then magic just ties it all together. Yeah. So we're going to take from January to June, we're really going to be spending time on those three books rather than just reviewing a book a week and saying, yeah, good luck with that, go read it, let us know how you like it. We're really we're going to be pulling stuff out of those books. And I just got off the phone with the folks from Zingerman's. And Zingerman's is this amazing deli that um, – they have an open book concept there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh-huh. And their open book concept is basically their staff knows exactly the effect of their job on the rest of the company. Uh-huh. They know their value. They know um, why it's important that they do their job and do their job well. They understand that, um, a, a productivity day, a lack of productivity day, is, is you know how it affects all the 50 other people that work in that company. So it's it's really um, it's really about empowerment. So I'm very excited to do this, and they're excited for us to do this too. When I talk to the their company, they're they're going to provide us with additional information too. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. And um, uh, uh, Jackie and I will be doing this, you know, from January until June, like we said. So you'll have time to pick up those particular books, and we will put them on the website as we get closer to. Yeah. Uh, and then to I- I, we haven't told um, Orion that we're doing this. Orion was on our show for a hot minute um, <clears throat> last year, which I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks, and so I'm sure we'll bring him on um, a little little sound bites even um, to. But the more important thing is this whole thing is how. So you read a book, how do you incorporate it in your life? How do you pull more than a snippet here and there out? How do you how do you take it to your next evolutionary step? Great. Now, Jackie, uh, teach us how to meditate here. Now, let me tell you, people, I'm just going to keep it real. If you can masturbate, you can meditate. So don't be afraid. If you can focus that much attention on one little part of your body for ten minutes, you can meditate. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, Jackie, take it away. Okay. So what? What in the spirit of all of the ancestor worship that goes on this time of year? in how they're the ones that helped us get where we are, good and bad. 
um, we're going to do a family tree meditation, and we're going to take a look at the legacies that our ancestors left for us. And it might be, you know, just one or two generations back. It can it can be even further back. So this is a quick meditation. We're going to go into your Akashic Records for a specific pur- purpose, which is to see your family tree and look at the legacies that were left there for you and um, do a little bit of work and then come back out. So it's a short meditation. So if you want to join us, join us in it. Or if you just want to listen and then download this, you know you're going to be um, an hour into the show when you start listening to this. So take a deep breath. Now take a slow, deep breath. And on this third deep breath, relax your shoulders. Take another deep breath and relax your feet. Again, breathe in slowly, and as you breathe out, relax your scalp. This helps you acknowledge your connection to the earth through your feet and your connection to the divine through your uh, crown chakra. This simple acknowledgement connects you to the earth and to the divine and brings those energies into your body where they blend and expand to every little nook and cranny, every crevice. And it allows you to settle yourself into your body. Your nose is in your nose. Your toes are in your toes. Your spine is in your spine. And your spirit is in your body. And as you settle in, let all the expectations and worries about this healing journey that you're about to take just fall off of you. And you settle more firmly into your body and your aura shrinks around you to form a comfortable cloak. It's no more than a foot around you. So then as your aura shrinks, you just leave all of the stuff that belongs to other people behind and you're taking some nice, slow, deep breaths, and you're nice and relaxed. And you bring your attention to the center of your heart chakra. As you bring your attention to your heart chakra and you let yourself just drift into there and fall deeper into there, you experience its lovely green light and you flow into it. And the center of that green light is the door into your Akashic Records. Take notice of the door. Is it a standard door? Is it a church door? Is it ornate? Is it carved? Is it a glass door? Or a beaded curtain even? Because you're going to go through it. And the door opens and you allow yourself to flow right through this doorway and into your records. They are yours and you are always, always welcome here. As you go into your room, you see a grand and amazing tree growing in the middle of the room. It's beautiful, it's different, and it's diverse you see that the trend, the center of the tree is you. Your life, your passions, your dreams, your day-to-day experience. 
And as you walk around the tree, you see how immense it is. And you also see that this is your family tree. The branches are your relatives, your parents, your siblings. You see how other trees touch your tree as they are the children of your ancestors. Then you start to experience your roots. And in your roots are the ancestors that are even older. Your ancestors that you may have never met or don't know their names. They connect to your roots. And as you experience the energy of the entire tree, you feel that you're the trunk, your family spreads all around you, and your ancestors are deep in the roots. There is a lot of information going on here. It's all around you and within you and throughout this entire tree. And as you look at this tree and wonder what to do with it, you call in the keeper of tradition and legacies. And that keeper is the Archangel Metatron. He's the keeper of all of this knowledge, all of the knowledge that are within the branches and the roots of your tree. And he comes to stand next to you and and together you admire this tree. It's a good tree. And you ask Metatron, what are the things in my life that are affected by the legacy of my ancestors? What are the good things that my ancestors have brought to me? What did I inherit from their hard work? These are good questions. And the keeper of tradition answers you, and you watch how these answers cause your tree to flower and bloom and awaken. You see the leaves bud and you watch the tree become fuller and stronger from the acknowledgement that you have inherited all of these positive things. Internally, the picture of your life becomes clearer and you personally become stronger. You can feel the support of the ancestors all the ancestors that love you, you can feel them supporting you under your feet. And take a moment and bask in this. Feel it. Just feel you. And know what that legacy is. You know immediately. And with this newfound strength, And this newfound awareness, you turn to Metatron, the keeper of traditions and legacies, and ask, now what are the things, the legacies that I've inherited that block me, stop me, bring me pain, dis-ease, or unrest in my life? And you look at your tree, and you can, as Metatron is explaining these things to you, you can see them show up in your tree like a parasite or a choking vine or mold or, or a toxic moss maybe even mushrooms. And with each new parasite you see, you understand what belief, thought form, or entity that's been hanging on to the negative legacy generation to generation to generation. Now you logically understand that the keeper of traditions is protecting you from this at this moment. He's protecting you from the intense emotions that have come through the generations. 
you can logically see the legacy and you can name it. And you follow it down through the roots of your tree, past the bones that are under the tree, past the times and the generations, one generation, two generations, seven generations, all the way back to its origin, to the origin of this legacy. And now that you see it and you know its story, you ask Metatron, what can I do to clear this? What do I need to surrender and release to clear this? Does my ancestor know what they did to create this legacy? Can they be healed in the past? Can I be healed in the present? Can my past be healed? And is there anyone else in my family, past, present, or future, that wants to let go of this legacy and be healed. Metatron, who is the keeper of the legacies, understands how you will heal and change this legacy and shares that with you. He begins to answer all of your questions, and together you clear the contracts. Archangel Michael, another angelic protector, comes to take authority over any entity or thought form and clears it from your family tree. You surrender and release these energies that no longer serve your family. You let them go with the divine for whatever they need to do and your tree gets stronger and your roots grow deeper and you become stronger. Now it's time to invite in the light. Invite the light, the sun, to shine on your family tree, illuminating all, illuminating it inside and out, all the way down to the roots, and burning off any remaining toxins or harmful energy, anything that was left behind. Now watch as the history of your family changes. Watch as your record shift as the vine or the parasite dissipates and clears from your tree and your tree gets stronger. If there's any branches or roots that cannot be cleared, cut them off. You can even choose to plant a new tree for your family and ask that the old one is removed. Ask the keepers of tradition if there's anything else you need to know, anything else you need to see. Know that there will be more to look at later. You can always go back and look at it some more. But is there anything pertinent to this moment now? Now take a nice deep breath. Gather up all of this knowledge that you've received, keeping it in your resident memory. Come back to the room that you're in and write it all down because you're going to need it later. You're going to see things shift and change in your life in a positive way, and you're going to need to know how to relate that to this self-healing that you just did today. Now, if you decide to do this meditation again, pause when you need to pause. Slow it down where you need to slow it down, and take your time. Let yourself settle back into your body. Come into the moment. 
and the room and the place and the time that you originated. Open your eyes. Rebalance your energy for whatever it is you're about to do next and get on with your day. That was amazing. You're good at this meditation. You need to start recording them. <clears throat> Thank you very much. It is it is on it is on the list and not the bucket list. It's on the current list. <laughs> <laughs> It was an amazing meditation. I did go a little fast because I knew we didn't have a lot of time and I knew we would want to talk about it. But you can slow it down. I've done that with different meditations. I've recorded my own meditations to take me through, and I, you know, just have the pause button Mm -hmm. where I can slow it down. And then, okay, I'm ready to go. So, yeah. That that was amazing. One of the things that I found um, in my tree is that my um, uh, complete, um, uh, you know, the fact that I work very, very hard um, uh, and that I have, uh, you know, a pretty structured work life um, comes from the same exact root is my fear of not being good enough. Ah, and where did that come from? Where did that legacy come from? Um, it comes from my, my mother's side of the family. You know, my grandfather had um, an important position at General Motors. Um, my mother um, pretty much, uh, you, you know, um, worked very, very hard her whole entire life. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, that there is this um, uh, feeling that if you don't, if you don't continue that particular uh, work level, that you're just not going to be good enough. Yep, I I've found some things like a lot of things like that that um, you have to work hard, not smart. Um, a lot of crazy stuff like that in my family tree. Yeah, so that was that was very fascinating. Thank you. You're welcome. It's really, but with the Akashic records, you go in. It's very visual. So the Akashic records uses your language, mm-hmm. and and it uses your experiences. Your language is your experiences, and your imagination. So your experiences plus your imagination become messages from the Akashic Records. And and that's how we know. We, um, you know, if it, they start speaking to us in Sanskrit, we're just not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, they, if, if your Akashic Records start talking to you about, well, you're going to use your own filters. So it comes through those filters. So it, it understands, the Akashic Records understand that and speaks to you through your filters. And... Um, the uh, so what's what's fascinating is that it's always on your level, and then as you up your level, your akashic records up the game as well. And I know that you know some akashic record folks talk about going through the akashic records to the ainsof. Was that how you say it? Ainsof, yeah. Ainsof into past the akashic records, and and God bless you. I it ain't gonna really, happen. I I gotta fix myself before I start going try to fix the universe. It, it, it's very, very difficult, and you're never, you know, basically there is a reason why Keter is at the top of the tree, and it's called the toe of God. Um, it's very, very difficult to go beyond that. Yeah, it is. It is because you have to have um, a level of self-realization and impeccable integrity Yeah. to go there without being crazy. Yeah. So, so if they're talking to you about being an A and self, ask them if they just got out of the hospital. Right. 
<laughs> or it might be that Ain Sof is is that near death experience, like you said, at getting out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you know, asking if they've been to the hospital. <laughs> we yeah. are done, Miss Jackie. We are. Oh, this is a good show. Yeah, it was a great show. I love doing it. Um, make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, which is our sponsor of the show. Your patronage to coventrycreations.com makes the show possible. And also cruise on over there to schedule a uh, consultation with Jackie. Um, reach me at stormsestavani.com, and you can reach Jackie and I both at keepitmagic.com. And what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. So it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our hearts through the words we say.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.